John Bless. What? I said last, last service, I said, I'm coming back as Don Bless. <laughs> we are blessed, aren't we not? That is fantastic. A Buddhist walks into a pizza place and looks over the selections. Uh, what can I get you, asked the clerk. And the Buddhist says, make me one with everything. <laughs> You'll get it later. <laughs> All right, let us hear our affirmation together. Open your heart, say it like you mean it. Today, I allow myself to want what I want, to enjoy my desires, and to revel in the audacity of dreaming. I know this entire universe is wired and ready to support and sustain me. In this knowing, I also welcome wisdom and divine discernment that allows me to welcome only that which is truly and positively mine. And so it is. Yes, yes. So, last, we're going to continue the conversation around wanting what you want, which is one of the chapters in my book, Thou Shall Not Suffer, Seven Steps to a Life of Joy, and we are committed as a community to be that joy. And last week we talked about the idea of wanting what you want, specifically around getting our wanting um, into right size for whatever that means for you. For some of us in some areas of our life, our wanting got really grossly exaggerated into consumerism and trying to fill empty holes that will never work, insatiable. And then for other of us, our wanting just became completely depleted so that we just are, are suffering, um, not, not allowing ourselves to have or want for anything, depriving ourselves of the, the joy of wanting and, and kind of bringing all that energy into center so that we can find our right place where we're not interested in what our parents wanted or our teachers told us I want our society wanted or the, or the countless commercials that run in our head that tell us we must have this, we have to have that, we have to look like this. All of that dissolved through the power of prayer and conscious communion so that we can go, who am I and what is it that I want? And inside of that question and inside of that knowing the entire universe becomes available and activated for you. So we'll use this particular passage from the Bible to guide us into the expansion of this conversation. In Matthew, it says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. These words are among the most positive words that you can find in the Bible. They are absolutely fantastic words of freedom. These words hold the key. They are the key to you moving into a whole brand new experience of life. They contain inside of them the, the law of cause and effect and how it works the perfect faith needed, and divine action, all within this simple passage. But here's the truth. I'm going to begin with asking it is given. But I must tell you, what I'm about to tell you is going to excite some of you and piss some of you off. (laughs) Wherever it takes you, that's yours. That is between you and your God. And here is what is true. There isn't anything that anyone wants things, relationships, a pile of money, fame, and recognition that they cannot have. And in fact, they are not, are not given. There isn't anything that anybody on this entire planet wants, whatever it is, that the universe doesn't say 
yes to. And so for the mind, oh, oh the, the, when we get all self-righteous, they can't want that. Or the high and holy parts of us that rise up, the universe doesn't care. The universe only says yes. That is the law. This is what we can actually trust. This is what you actually know. You came into this dimension and to this game of life knowing this rule of the game. But it's gone so out of whack and confusion because people have used it in ways that were haphazard and uninformed and ignorant. So what? The law still works. Want a dollar? Want a billion dollars? The universe says yes. It doesn't measure. It doesn't compare. It doesn't make you right. It doesn't make you wrong. We are the ones who judge our wanting. We are the ones who lay over our wanting the, oh, well, this is a really good desire, so God will want it for me. That is just simply bull. It's just not true. It's a nice idea, and if it makes you feel warm and fuzzy, great. But the truth is, just in terms of the law, I'm just staying on the law for a moment. The law doesn't measure it. It doesn't have anything inside of it but a yes. And the truth of the matter is, deep underneath everybody's wanting is a, is a thought that having this will make my life better. It is a desire for good. Even though, how, even though the whole world and even the, the, the wanting itself may be totally askew, underneath it, there's an idea, I would feel better if this happened. Even to the extreme, if I may, if you have the thought, I think that person shouldn't even be walking on this planet. They should be dead. That comes from an idea that you think you would feel better if that were to happen. So all of our wanting and all of our desires have at the core an idea that this will make something good. Now, our wanting, again, is askew and goofy, and we have wanted and all these, all, we're just really sloppy wanters. We're very undisciplined, many of us, and we're very ignorant to our power. Because if you really do get how powerful you are, and you really do get that you can become a master of this universe that says yes and you're wanting, and you really can cause a billion dollars if you just want to for whatever reason you want to, that's trippy. That's a big idea. Now, we are growing. We're waking up into that revelation, but we're also waking up to the sloppiness because, you see, what you want immediately established in the mind of spirit. Let me get this. You want something. The universe says yes. In the, in the field of pure potentiality is immediately imprinted. It is there. It is done. And you are connected to it, and you are related to the consequences of it. You are connected to it immediately and related to the consequences of it. Here's the illusion. We get, let's go into the world of form for a minute because I'm talking spirit here. In the world of form, you think, oh, that person's horrible. They should be abolished. I want them to be abolished. Great. In the world of form, that makes sense to you. But in your spirit, your want is for someone to suffer pain. In the world of spirit, there isn't another. So who are you doing this to? yuck. Right? So you get what you want, but you get it in the revelation of spirit, which is only yours. The only one who is experiencing the creation of your wanting and your thinking and your desires is you. It is established in spirit. There is no other. There 
is no other. So we wake up to these realities and we learn to use this wanting and this, more importantly, this amazing law intentionally for the fun of it, for the, for the whatever of it. Ask and it is given. Boom, boom, perfect equation, that's it. Please breathe that in. That can really shift you. You don't have to be good. You don't have to be better. It doesn't have to be a high hole. You can just want what you want. And now the universe will create it. So again, there's consequences, but that is for true for everyone. You are free. You are free. The law is established. That's it. So let's move on to the next one. They say, seek and you will find. Now, when you're children, you love to play hide-and-seek, don't you? It's fun. The kids, one of the most popular games probably in the world. One kid closes his eyes and counts to whatever the number is. Everyone else scurries and hides, and when they're ready, they yell, ali, ali, umkin, whatever, free, something. <laughs> and then the, they run off, and they find, I found you, I found you, I found you. And it's so much fun. Why is it fun? Because the game is guaranteed that everyone will be found. It's not a game if it's hide. (laughs) Right? That wouldn't work. What a a super fun story when Patrick was in college playing hide-and-seek with a bunch of friends. They were in college playing hide-and-seek. That's a whole other thing, but it's all right. So time went by, and everyone was found, and they're back at the party, and like 20 minutes later, his friend Roseanne comes in, no one found me. And I know she's probably in therapy still over this not being found. The game works. The game is fun because you hide, and then you're found. This is the game of your life. You are playing hide-and-seek the wrong way. You've been playing it wrong. Seek and you will find. We got to flip this whole thing over. This is the middle part of this is the juiciest part. You have been seeking with the belief that you're not going to find. But the guarantee is if you will seek it and you will know you can find it just like a kid. The only reason the kids play is because they know they're going to find each other. In fact, if you're hiding behind the kids hiding behind the couch and he's not found quickly, he's going to start popping up and waving. (laughs) Right? They're only going to wait so long. And they're going to start giving clues. I'm over here. It's the same way life works. What you are seeking is already here. And it's right where you are. You just got to change your mindset. What if what you're seeking becomes the very fun, it has within it, the fun that the children have? You're playing a game of hide and seek. And it's a total blast to look for what you want to find. Your divine guidance is is right there and it's able to be found. The love that you're seeking is right there. The harmony that you're seeking, the money that you're seeking, the joy, the whatever it is that you're seeking, it is simply hiding where you are. It's not hiding across the world in someone else's game unless your game is to be carted over to the other side of the world. This is where you've got to flip it around. Instead of walking into your job thinking that that person's this and that person's that and I should have been out of here three years ago, what if you said, what's hiding here for me? What am I going to find in terms of what I'm looking for 
right here. Inside of that household that you've been living in that, is, that doesn't have much life and love left in it, instead of pointing, making it wrong, what's to be found for me here? I'm looking for love. What, where is it hiding? Where is it hiding? I must find it. Where are the avenues for my creative expression? Where are the partners in fulfilling my dream? Where is the right match of people so that something can be created? They're here. What if on your sloppy desk is exactly, you just need to look through it, and that envelope will appear with an old name and a phone number on it? It's here. The same way the kids are hiding for the game, what you are seeking is here in your life now. In fact, that knowing alone will immediately, imagine it bringing 50% closer just because you know it. Because you know it's here. And the promise of Scripture and the law of the universe says, seek and you will find. It doesn't say seek and good luck. It doesn't say seek and maybe it'll happen. It is clear direction upon which you can build a fantastic life. Seek it and you will find it. But you have to be looking for it, not looking for where it's not. Do you get how messed up that is? I want love. Well, where'd you see it today? Oh, I wasn't here and it wasn't there and I didn't find it there and I didn't see it there and I didn't see it. You've got a whole list of where it's not. You're literally looking, you're proving, you're proving over and over and over where your good is not. Stop that game, done today, over. Leaving this place, you seek so you find. And you seek in a way that makes yourself very interested. Because, again, like the little kid, if you really are looking and and it's right in the room, it's going to just do this to you. It's going to go, hello, I'm here. Find me. Imagine the things you want to find literally saying, find me. Find me. It's an agreement. It's a beautiful, energetic agreement. I could go on and on, but I'm going to trust you're getting this, right? (laughs) I want to flip this over for you. You, it it just is. Next piece. (laughs) Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. This is a big one for us because of all the junk. Many of you, like you go up to knock on the door, you go halfway up the sidewalk and turn around. You don't even knock. Too afraid to knock. And the direction is once you know how the law works and you ask, and then you start looking for it, you must move into action. Inspiration without action is nothing. Inspiration without action creates nothing. Then you just got inspiration. You got 15 minutes on a coffee date where you sound wise. That's what you got. Right? Let me tell you about my idea. You get about 10 minutes of getting high and that's it. But moving it into action, the next direction is now you've got to move. Now, and the direction is simple. It simply says, knock on the door. Knock on the door and wait. And if the door doesn't open, knock again. And if it doesn't open, go and knock on another door. Trick or treat your butt all over the neighborhood. (laughs) Knock on the door. 
and trust that the universe is going to open the right door for you. And if it doesn't open, you don't need to have a whole meltdown about it. That door doesn't open. Okay, go to the next one. Go to the next one. Oh, we are just great. We're just blech. We're so goofy with our like, oh, what if they don't like me? Oh, my God, I might fail. I might, I don't know. You think you got to go knock on the door with the whole blueprint and the whole five-year plan and everything figured out. And you got to make sure you look good, too. You'll never knock. All it's saying is knock. That's it. And what happens is the door that does open behind that door is what you are needing and wanting. It's a part of the equation. But we must find the willingness and the courage to get out there in our life. And the knock can look like being willing to tell this story to someone that you're afraid to talk to. Being willing is looking at that person across the room and saying, you know, I know that person has something. I feel it. I'm just going to ask them if I can have five minutes of their time. Whatever it is, get the divine guidance and go and knock on a door and be willing to knock on the wrong door. Don't trap anybody. That's where everyone gets afraid. I know you're the one. Everyone freezes when you say that. Be just real light about it. Hey, you know, got anything? And then move on. The direction is simple. Knock and the door will open. So, the, so what this is saying to you is that the universe is working with you. Your partnership is not with people in this world. Your partnership is with spirit. And it's saying to you, the door that's meant to open will open for you. You know, I looked at these statistics last night, and I just love them. Um, if I can find them. Here we go. Henry Ford failed five times before he successfully founded Ford Motor Company. Five times he failed businesses until he finally had a successful one. Uh, R.H. Macy failed seven times before he finally opened the Macy department store. Seven times. He literally tried to build a business. It failed. Tried again. Tried again. Seven times before it finally came to be. Colonel Sanders... Colonel Sanders, he schlepped his uh, recipe for chicken around, and it was turned down, according to Google, 1,009 times. Over 1,000 times, the universe said no. Can you imagine, those of you who won't even knock on the door, can you imagine knocking on 1,009 doors? This is the game. This is these, we look to these people because they're showing us a way of being, a passion, a way of being in the world that when they hear no, they don't go home and curl up in bed and pull the covers over their head. They keep going a thousand times being told, no, I, do not, I don't know if I have the muscle for that. I, that's a big one. I got that. Do you know that Walt Disney he was fired from an, as a newspaper from a newspaper editor because he lacked imagination and had no good ideas. <laughs> Walt Disney. Now this is amazing. Well, I, I, you'll, you'll never know, but my thought goes to where would Walt Disney be if he stayed at the paper? You know, like what would have happened? What would have happened? And who cares whether you like Kentucky Fried Chicken or have a judgment about their food or not? Who cares what you think about Disneyland or Disney World or not? These are people that brought their creation into the world. They used the law that said yes. 
and they were willing to look for all the ways to make it happen. And they kept knocking on the door because they wanted what they wanted. And they weren't going to let a universe or a world or anybody tell them no. You have, we've got to snap out of the, just the, the domesticated ways of thinking and being. The world has literally said, be a mindless sheep and don't come alive. That's who the world wants you to be. And your spirit is like, hell no. This is not the game I'm here to play. You are here to be alive. You are here to, to go for it. And what I absolutely, I just know this in my heart. If someone, if someone spends their life with an invention or something they want to create, and they spend their whole life trying to bring it into creation, and it, it never finds its way, and their life ends. And I just know from spirit, when they look back at their life, they'll go, that was a fantastic life. I kept knocking on those doors. What was my other option? Stay home in bed and, and just not live? Like what, like really from the perspective of what's your option, live your life and really start letting the universe meet you and expand you and and bring to you a fantastic way of being or just play small and get on by. Those are the people I think do the lifetime reviews and go, oh, I got to do that one over. And the people who just keep trying, like they just keep expanding. Ask, ask and it is given, done deal. So Step one, no work required. Go home and go, I want this. Okay. And then begin seeking, knowing, knowing that you will find it. Not seeking in hope. Not seeking that maybe if you're lucky or good. Seeking, knowing it will be found. And it is finding me. And then start knocking on those doors. Follow divine inspiration. Start listening. Start getting a little courageous on what you want to do. And you just watch one step at a time. And if you fall down, get up. Just get up and keep knocking. Are you with me? Awesome. And so it is. So it is. Let's pray. Love to pray after that. So I invite our spiritual counselors and our ministers and our leadership to stand and just hold the space as we, the rest of us turn inward and just take a deep breath and again, open yourself up. Let this prayer be yours. And if there's something that you've been not letting yourself ask for, look for, or go for, will you please just bring that to your heart and let this prayer be for that to set you free and to catapult you into just a fantastic expression of you. I begin my prayers by saying the word God. And what I mean by God is a magnificent love, a magnificent law, a perfect law that only and always says yes and always creates according to its kind and according to its direction. God can only do for us what God can do through us. And this God is magnificent. It is vast. It is free. It is infinite. It is unlimited. And so I throw my whole being open into the ocean of God. And I know that I'm one with this power, this presence, this grace, this perfect law. And from my place of oneness, I know this truth for each of us. And inside of this agreement, I declare here and now that all the layers of suffering and limitations and shackles that we have tied our wanting to are dissolved by the power of this prayer. 
I imagine the Holy Spirit swooping in as a, as a radiant light that literally melts away all of the agreements we have made to play small. All of the agreements that we thought we weren't good enough, smart enough, whatever enough. We are one with God and that is more than enough. In God, there is all the power, the grace, the talent, and the strength that we need. And so I say yes to this for each and every one of us. And whatever dreams, whatever wanting is sitting in the center of our hearts, I absolutely know that we, I am asking now that it be done. And I know that it is done. It is established in the mind of spirit because we are asking. And I know that right now, the fulfillment of these dreams and desires is seeking us. It is everywhere we are. It is in our workplace. It is in our home. It is on our desk. It is in our car. It is in our relationships. We don't need to go to some foreign land to fulfill our dreams. They are here now seeking us and we are joyously seeking them. The game of life. We're playing it lightly and freely. Oh, and finally, I know that we have all the courage, the strength, and the curiosity to walk right up to those doors and knock and just let them be opened by Holy Spirit. And every door that closes on us, we say, thank you, sweet spirit. Thank you for divine direction. Our partner is God. Our partner is this entire universe. That's who our business partner is. That's who our creation partner is. And its name is joy. When we feel good, we feel God. And when we feel God, we are attractive. So we are the vibration of joy. It's in our minds, our hearts, our entire being. Say yes. Say yes. Say yes. Take a breath. Yeah. I've seen the bottom of the mountain. I've had my share of pain. Been, been through so many struggles that I never breathe. Thank you. Thank you. 
for the fulfillment of this prayer, for the freedom, for the shackles that have disappeared, and for the returned courage and strength to be who we're here to be and to trust implicitly in the partnership with God. In gratitude, I release this prayer into the action of the law, knowing it is fulfilled. And together we say, and so it is.